Hello, and welcome to the Resilient Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly West, and with over 25 years in healthcare and the coaching and wellness space, I know how the stress and overwhelm of life can become our downfall. My hope for this podcast is to bring you real-life strategies and stories of resilience to help you gather the wisdom, strength, and insight that lies within your soul already. Make no mistake, you are here for a reason. Sometimes you just need a guide to help you see that truth. Now let's get to it and transform your burnout to bliss. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly West, and today on the show, I have the beautiful Marie Toda, and we are going to have such a great conversation. All of the place, she is a nurse, and that is certainly close to my heart, as I am a nurse as well, so we bond together on that. We also are both certified pause breathwork uh, facilitators, so I'm going to ask Marie to go ahead and introduce herself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Marie. Thank you for being on here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Marie. I am a certified breathwork facilitator through PAUSE. I am also working on my coaching certification through Hungry for Happiness. My background is primarily in medical and ER nursing. I've been doing that for approximately, ooh, six, seven years now. Uh, So have a little bit of experience of that. And what uh, part of what inspired me to sort of continue nursing, but to start stepping into sort of the wellness aspect and sort of looking at things more holistically was just seeing uh, how much sort of disconnection there is between sort of our health meets our sort of internal story and our internal struggles and really sort of looking to see how we can start to like bridge the gap to empower people to include those aspects of self-care that sort of promote health and wellness sort of on a bigger scale and not just tackle the individual medical diagnosis that that we're sort of treating. So really, yeah. So just really looking to combine and look at people very holistically and sort of work through, work through that, that niche. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I love that. It's uh, so important as both in healthcare and being nurses, you get so focused in the diagnosis and the treatment and all of that. Sometimes we've certainly weaved in as much wellness and and kind of somewhat holistic care, I would say, go into that, but not as much as we need to. I think there's definitely more that can be done. And so I just love that's something that you certainly see too and foster in your practice. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Because for me, looking at sort of healthcare and wellness, right? Like it, it really starts before the hospital. It starts before the doctor's office. It, it really starts with those day-to-day things that we do to care for ourselves and to promote our own our own health and wellness, whether it's stress management, healthy eating, exercise, managing stress, being outside, connecting with nature, doing all of those things that really help us to start to promote our own health so that we can mitigate or avoid those situations that cause us to end up in the emergency department. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about that prevention, looking at how do we prevent ending up in the ER? How do we prevent those illnesses and those diseases before they start? So I love that. Will you uh, share a little bit about your story of resilience? You know, we love on this podcast, really talking about those and sharing those stories of how we foster resilience within our own lives and kind of where your story, your journey, uh, we all have our own that has brought you through maybe a challenge, struggle, just that uh, maybe even burnout or overwhelm in your life and how you you kind of came through that. Thank you for allowing me to sort of share this. It's, it's been a bit of a doozy. So I grew up in Scarborough, Ontario, so the east part of Toronto. And my 
just starting sort of like as a kid, my dad passed away when I was quite young. My mom raised me on her own. She dealt with her, her own sort of set of, you know, life circumstances and challenges as I was growing up, started to veer into sort of a very unhealthy sort of way as I kind of was a teenager. And when I finished high school, I was like, well, I don't know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go with my life? And nursing just felt like a good blend of sort of the science aspect that I was really interested in because I was a bit of a nerd, but also just the the caring aspect as well in working with people. Yeah. So that was also, uh, that's what attracted me to nursing initially. So I moved away from home. I moved to Ottawa, Ontario, and things did not go great as I was starting my career. I ended up in a physically abusive partnership, which obviously was not very what's the word I'm looking for, uh, conducive to uh, doing well academically. So that was something that was, that was a big, heavy aspect time Absolutely. of my life. And it was scary. It was scary. And it was very much like not knowing what to do at the time, being sort of young and not necessarily having the tools to be able to navigate that on my own. Sure. And this was right out of high school. Mm-hmm. I was like young. 19, Sure. 1920. Tough age. So I ended up sort of moving back home for a period, uh, transferring schools. And it was amazing how just being in a better environment allowed me to like excel academically. I went from barely keeping up in classes to being on the honor roll, being able to like wow. get a scholarship, being yeah. able to like really apply myself to do, being able to like apply myself to do that. School was not... I mean, it wasn't always easy. There was definitely, I was working at the time, I was paying for classes, I was, mm-hmm. I was doing for all these things, still navigating sort of this difficult home situation. And there was a point in time where it, it really was a very, between third and fourth year was really sort of the turning point. It was a real struggle as far as my mental health went, as far as just what I had the capacity to handle. Yeah, for sure. We were moving back home, starting to sort of do a bit better academically, but I ended up having to take some time off between sort of my third and fourth year just because I was just too overwhelmed. And that was the part where I started to get look at one of the things that really helped me through this time was on-campus therapy which yeah. was like an amazing resource that that my my university provided. It, it wasn't like a long-term sort of therapy relationship, but it, like it was definitely huge. And being yeah. able to have somebody to talk to as I was like going through and navigating all of these things and gaining a little bit more insight was amazing. That's awesome. I just, I'm curious how you tapped into that because not every school university has kind of that resource, I guess. So how able to tap into that even for the short term to kind of help you out at that moment? It was through like a student support program that my university offered. And so I was fortunate enough that it's something that my university did offer. It was on campus. So it was somewhere that I was anyways, which made it really accessible. And it was was basically part of uh, an initiative that at least for like a short period of time, you didn't have to pay for, which was amazing as a a student. student. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. As a student. Because a lot of times that really is out of reach especially when you don't make a lot of money, the cost of it can be a huge barrier to access. So that was, I think I would really say sort of like the beginning of like the healing part of my journey and starting to recognize like, oh, some of the stuff that I've been doing and dealing with has been really like unhealthy. Like, oh, hey, I don't have to take responsibility for all of this. I get to start to pick apart and and figure out what's mine and what's not mine. It's an amazing realization when we come to that, that not sometimes it takes us, some of us a little longer to come to that realization and really start 
start asking ourselves those important questions for ourselves. What is it I want differently in my life? What is it that I can take on? What is it I need to let go of? And all those things. So that's amazing that you were able to kind of come to that point. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that brings us to sort of graduating. I actually, when I graduated, I wasn't able to find a job right away because in the city, a lot of hospitals want you to have a couple of years of experience. As a new grad, it's not the easiest to sort of get your foot in the door. So I ended up moving out West for a couple of years where I got a job where I started doing sort of medical nursing. And that was, I think, sort of the beginning of actually like, oh, hey, I can actually start to like build something. I can start to have a little bit more stability in my life as I kind of have a more steady income, start to have a steady place to live, steady job and and having sort of like those foundations of security and and stability to create from. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I always remember, Tony Robbins always talks about the six human needs. And, you know, certainly one of them is always safety, safety and security. As humans, we are always the number one thing. We want to know that we are safe and secure, whether that's emotionally, whether that's physically. And you've had your share of some of that insecurity in that. Can you tell us what what would you want others in your situation, whether it be going through nursing school or really any kind of student that might be going through kind of these challenges where they have some external situations in their life that are really making challenges, whether it's a relationship, whether it's job insecurity or what have you. What would you say to them and want them to understand about being resiliency? One of the huge things for me was just finding support from just different places that maybe were outside of sort of your your normal. A lot of times you look to family and friends, but sometimes you need external support from different places, whether that's through counseling, whether that's through assistance with food, if you're looking for assistance with housing, things like that, looking at all those resources and and utilizing them as best you can. The other part of it too is um, to really to focus on the big picture. And that's really, I think, what kept me going as far as having that goal in mind and having that, knowing that, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I get to focus on that and work towards that. It's hard, even though there are a lot of challenges. I didn't do it on my own. I definitely needed help, but then I also put in the work. So it's definitely that balance of, okay, I'll do the best that I can. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And then just along the way, just finding those places that you can get a little bit of help from, a little bit of support from. Oh, sure. I mean, I think you said like even the how we talk to ourselves, you said I get to. So, you know, how we even respond to whether I, oh, I have to do this or this is happening to me versus I get to go through nursing school. I get to have opportunities to get help for myself. And that's the one thing I am such a proponent of just being really honest. I've seen a therapist off and on many times in my life. And I think sometimes we we get this like negative connotation or feel like something's wrong with us or if we can't handle things on our own and therapy and getting that support like you said sometimes Mm -hmm. you know family and friends can be great but then we we just need to have whether it's a coach or a therapist or what have you some neutral party that can help us really reframe our thought process and our thinking because sometimes we get so caught up in that thinking mode and negative kind of stories that we're programmed to operate on that it's like having that coach or therapist in our lives that can just really help us reframe those questions for us in a different way to say, I get to instead of I have to. It really is important to think about how we change our language to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And that's been a huge shift for me, me, just this idea of I get to do this. Like It's funny because I I remember one time I 
was talking to a paramedic at work and we had a, a bit of downtime. We were chatting and I said something along the lines of, oh, I have to go walk my dog after work. She was like, no, you get to walk your dog after work. Right. right. And just that the shift that happened, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From being like a chore and a responsibility to like, oh, hey, I get to have this awesome moment and this awesome time of being able to even just to go for a walk. Yeah. Even to appreciate the fact that I am in a safe neighborhood where I can take my dog out, I can walk around, I can watch him play and sniff things and having so much gratitude for that and having appreciation for that for has sure. been a, a game changer. For sure. And like you said, it was like, it's about also about choice that you, you take action. You also have these powerful words that you're saying to yourself, but you also take that inspired action and you just say, okay, I'm just going to get through the next day, the next step, the next moment sometimes is what we need to do. And just having, like you said, having that gratitude. I love that. I think just talking about that, just how we're able to talk to each other and really be able to feel better by changing our thoughts. But I think the other way is also through our bodies. And as breath facilitators, we've both learned how powerful our breath can be and how that can change also our emotional and physical, emotional outcomes, I guess. How has breathwork really helped you build resilience, get through challenging times too? I know for me this year, it certainly was like a godsend for a lot of stressful times. So I'm just curious how that has really helped foster resilience in your life. I still remember like my first like breathwork experience. And the first time I felt like totally overwhelmed, like what is happening to my body? And I was like, I was a little bit, I don't want to say like traumatized, but like it definitely freaked me out. That was my first sort of my first experience. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again. Like this was (laughs) way too intense. And for me, as I kind of like slowly opened back up to breath work, I found just the ability to like release things like very slowly and release things that I would like really held on to very viscerally and very deeply. And those were the things that were really causing a lot of suffering and not just like the, and to the point where it was more painful to hold on to than to than let go of and to start to, it really accelerated that process of being able to release, which is what I found, found it to be very powerful. And it provided a lot of clarity for me as I was sort of, before I started the facilitator program, a lot of my identity was caught up in my job. I had wanted to be an ER nurse from when I was in high school. Cause I'm like, yeah, they're so badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Like they do so much cool stuff and I got to do a lot of cool stuff, but then I, I noticed that my identity was sort of caught up in that, in, in my work. And as I was looking at sort of the effects of my life, I was like, but I'm working these 12 hour shifts and I'm really tired after a 12 hour shift. I'm working sort of like a four day stretch. I'm working like two days, two nights. My sleep schedule is like really not great. I'm stressed out. I'm like snippy with my partner. Like, Mm. oh, this is less than ideal. So looking at all those things and I was like, oh, is this really how I want to spend the next, I don't know, 30 years of my life? And I remember there was one day where I was working through the journey, which was the Sam's six week breathwork program. And I was outside, I was in my backyard. I was laying on my mat under like a tree in my backyard, just looking up and the sun was shining. The sky was blue. It was just a beautiful day. And I remember like just this moment of, 
hey, you can let this identity go. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Like my worth is not determined by being this ER nurse. Oh, okay. Okay. And once I started to sort of like release that, it was like, oh, I can sort of like pick what I want to be. And it just allowed the space and openness for more creation and for more exploration. It allowed me to sort of like be curious and be like, okay, what do I want to do in that case? Like work better for me in, in my life and just for myself. 100%. I love that you brought up identity because I've worked with clients before in healthcare where that's a really a huge thing. It's really a real thing. We get very caught up in that identity, whether it's a you're an ER nurse or you're a nurse practitioner or you're an educator or what or a manager or supervisor, whatever it is that you are caught in that identity. And the longer we do that, I was an oncology nurse for a very long, long time. And so it's really hard to sometimes let go of that identity, like you were saying. And I found working with clients, that is a huge piece. They stay in what might be a very toxic area and they just keep going on these 12-hour shifts or they just keep staying in these toxic relationships in their workplace because it's their identity. And what would I be? Who would I be? How would people feel about me if I'm not this a, B, or C. And so it's a real challenge to find that space to say, what? I get to choose whatever I want to do. It's the beauty of nursing is there's so many avenues and whether you even want to stay in nursing, you know, sometimes that is a choice as that's certainly a choice as well to that is really hard to, to let go of as well. What would I do without this? But sometimes that's why I love breath work as well is that you have that clarity that can come from allowing ourselves to just slow down, to get center to find that clarity and just really trust what comes in our bodies mm -hmm. um, and understand that we can we get to choose that every day and that we are not whatever this identity is that we are able to choose whatever we want in our lives that really brings us joy that really brings us healing and I just love that you brought that up because that's such a huge thing that I really recognized not only in my journey through nursing but also like I said with clients that I've worked with and it comes more than people think love mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. such a great insight and so what do you do with not only your own breath work to practice to help foster ongoing resiliency? Because it's not like, you know, to me, like it's always, I equate it to just go to the gym once or eat one salad. If you're trying to be healthier, it's a practice that we all have to continue on a regular basis. And so how have you integrated breath work in your life to really continue that healing process and to just be more resilient in your life? Definitely. So it's something I still practice regularly. So I have sort of connected with a small group of women that were in the facilitation program. And we, what we've been doing is sort of taking turns facilitating for each other and building sort of our own little like support system where we meet regularly and can breathe, working with sort of my own breath and just incorporating that into like my meditation practice sort of on a, on a regular basis, not quite daily yet, <laughs> yeah. but something that sure. I try to do regularly in order to center myself in order to balance myself. I've been working mostly with one-on-one -on -one clients since graduating and just being in that space and in that energy of a session, I find is also like very nourishing to me. Not necessarily because the intention is for sort of the client to receive whatever they need out of it, but just being around it, I find is very like, it reminds me of like, oh yeah, this is why I do this. Okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful feeling. I love facilitating for that reason too. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's beautiful. And so where people want to learn more about you or breathwork or just your story, where can they find you? 
Okay. So uh, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. New moon rising underscore BC is the, is my uh, Instagram page for my business. It's the same on Facebook. So Facebook is uh, new moon rising breathwork and coaching. And uh, my personal Instagram account is Marie the Hawk, Marie the H-A-W-C. And that's sort of a little bit more where I share a little bit of my day-to-day stuff, daily insights, not daily insights, but more insights about sort of just regular life things and where I get to share things that are, I personally find inspirational as well. Awesome. I love that. We'll hook that all up in the show notes. And is there anything last minute that you want to just share anything that's coming up for you? Wisdom you want to share with other, our listeners today and to help them out before we call the episode complete? I guess the last thing that I, I really want to share that's very close to my heart as I've been sort of learning and growing is just to be aware how past traumas can really influence future actions. And that as we, and that resiliency is a skill, resiliency Mm -hmm. is a practice. Resiliency is something that we can learn and something that we can get better at. Absolutely. And even just taking that in and allowing ourselves to focus and, and think about how can we build resiliency and just looking for support and resources in how we can build and grow that can be really be life-changing. Absolutely. And so, sometimes you just need that guide, like coach or like we were talking about earlier to help you along the way. So absolutely, yeah, totally absolutely. agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Marie, for being on the podcast today. And thank you for all of you guys listening today on the Resilient Soul podcast. Until next time, take care and be well.